0: Hello, humans. Hello, humans. Hello, humans of the world. Hello. Hello, it's me, Ellie Krug, your um, friendly uh, transgender radio host, um, person, human, um, Minnesotan, but really Iowan, uh, Cedar Rapidian, formerly, but still in heart, um, person, talking to you now. Um, On this day, March 23rd, although I'm taping it on Friday the 20th, but talking to you, um, in the midst of uh, the virus crisis, hopefully here to give you some small measure of stability, something to ground yourself on, if ever so slightly. And if you are hearing in my voice right now, um, a combination of of um, uh, frustration and um, a little bit of, um, of uh, resignation um, because of where we are right now. Um, You're hearing it and you're hearing it accurately, but you're also in a bit going to hear a voice of resiliency and persistence and hopefully a voice of hope. My, how the landscape has changed since my last broadcast of this show. I did a little bit of foreshadowing because I said in the last show, we didn't know where we would be at the time you heard my voice next, and boy, was I right about that. I mean, who 10 days ago would have ever imagined that all of almost all of America would be shut down in one way or another? As I'm speaking here, we're just a couple of hours past Um, Andrew Cuomo shutting down New York. That comes on the heels of uh, Newsom Newsom, um, shutting down California. Um, You know, and uh, I want to make sure that I recognize the many in this country that are already suffering greatly this early in um, to this crisis. The folks that have lost their jobs – or had their hours cut back, or the many, the millions who don't have health insurance and are worried and scared to death about what may be next. My heart goes out to all of you. And I also want to make sure that I talk and I recognize those who are on the front lines right now, that, that would be our health care workers. Oh, my God, God, love all of you. Every one of you, from the person who um, does the janitorial work in the hospitals all the way up to the brain surgeons, all of you are, I know, doing your part and you are at risk. And I want you to know that I, along with a gazillion other Americans, are thankful for you and, and in awe of you. But I also want to recognize those right now who are also now suddenly our frontline soldiers. That's our grocery workers, you know, our clerks in pharmacies, our pharmacists, um, the people who who um, have largely been invisible in America up till now, and now suddenly we are so dependent on you. Um, And for those of you who are worrying about me, I am okay. I am. I mean, I'm self isolating. I live in downtown. Uh, Minneapolis in a 17-story uh, condo building. Uh, so as much as I can isolate in a building with 100 and different 100 some odd units, I'm doing that. Um, I'm in the station today. If you're on Facebook Live, uh, you're seeing me. I just waved to you with a uh, gloved hand, <laughs> and on my mic right now, I have what looks like a polka dotted. Um, paper condom, <laughs> uh, which is um, about uh, covering the mic up. Um, and so I am, I am doing, uh, I'm doing all right. Um, as much as I'm doing as well as I think as I could under current circumstances, although my speaking and training business has taken a bit of a hit. Um, but um, I've always been a saver. Um, Even way back when I was 16 years old, first job, first paycheck I got, I put three quarters of it in the bank. And so I've always been preparing for a rainy day. Unfortunately, right now, we are in the middle of a monsoon. So we're in different times right now than from when you last heard from me, and we're going to have a, a bit of a different show as a result. First off, my guest is a familiar name to you. Uh, to many of my regular listeners, in a few minutes, I'm going to have Dr. Kurt Nelson on to talk about the fear and anxiety many of you are experiencing or those close to you are experiencing. And it's unusual because I had Dr. Kurt on just four months ago to help celebrate the 100th show, 100th episode of this show. Um, and I, ordinarily, he wouldn't be back for at least another year. But uh, you know what? We need to hear from Dr. Kurt right now. We do. And so he's going to be on. And in this A block where I'm usually talking about a, some kind of a historical or contemporary idealist, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what's going on right now. Um, and um, I want to talk with you about um, hope a little bit. Uh, so, uh, and in my C block, I'm going to talk with you about, I'll give you an uplifting story. I'm, I want to go out big. I want to go out on something uh, positive rather than negative. So, my dear friends, are you with me here? Please be, because I need you. I hope you need me, even if just a little bit. And let me start off with this. I care about you. Every one of you listening to my voice right now, I want you to know that I care about you and your family members, and all of those in your circle. I care about your health. I care about your mental being. I care about your ability to make a living. I care about your spirits. And on the larger ledger, right now as I talk to you, I care about America. This great complicated country, this place we call America, which right now is confused and afraid and reeling. We have been tested as a country, and we will continue to be tested for a good while. Um, Yes. We were tested in 9-11 for sure, but this is a little bit more different as all you know because the duration here of the testing will go on much longer and it will get um, more complicated as time goes on. This is more like World War II um, or the Great Depression where there was so much fear and uncertainty, where there were things about um, what we don't know, what the future holds – And how we will get through it. That is where we're at right now. And I know that. But I'm also a hopeless idealist. And I want you to know that you, America, I believe in you. And you, those listening to me right now, I believe in you too. And I believe in your ability to get through all of this crap. To get through all of it. As I've often said, um, we all have much more grit and resiliency than what we believe. And all of you hearing my voice right now or looking at me on Facebook Live, all of you know, you. let me just remind you, you have far more grit and resiliency than you even can believe, in part because right now you've made it to this point. You have. You've already gone through enormous change already to just be able to hear my voice right now. And, and and we've faced these other changes. I've talked about nine eleven already. You've all had personal crises in your life unrelated to any of this, just as they've come along about all of us attempting to survive the human condition, and yet you are all still here. And so let me please remind you about how grit and resiliency literally does exist within you. But I also want to talk about the horrible marginalizing that's happening in our country right now. Now, remember, I'm a unifier. I'm not a divider. But some things just have to be said, and I am going to say that right now. We are witnessing at this moment how people in power manipulate the truth. We are. And my friend Matt McNeil, oh my gosh, Matt, you are so good and you are so important for us to have right now. He is so much better at channeling rage than I am. He is. Um... But I have rage. I do. We are watching now in real time. Our quote unquote leaders change the story that the virus was nothing to worry about. That was the story at first. And to now say I always knew it was a pandemic. I was worried to death. But most importantly, for what I want to talk about in the next minute and a half or so is it's about calling the virus the Chinese virus. That is the height it, 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 that is the height of irresponsibility. That is like calling for matches while standing in a pool of gasoline. It is the height of, of, of repression. And of course – and we have seen this before. We have seen it with the people in power, uh, how they've marginalized people from the Hispanic Latino community, how they've marginalized my community, transgender people, how they've now come to call liberals as threats to democracy. I get all of that but this is personal for me right now because you, you may or may not understand. I have two Asian daughters. Both of my daughters were born in Korea. Both of them are obviously Asian-appearing. One of my daughters, um, who is nearly 30, has had repeated interactions where white-colored people have continually stared at her. In fact, she got on an airplane last week um, in Mexico and watched as one person, white color person wipe down her seat while the woman would not take her eyes off my daughter. Um. It is really the old Martin Niemöller poem. First they came for the socialists, and then they came for the communists, and then da-da-da-da-da. They have been coming for us for the last three and a half years. The problem right now is that many of us are so much more afraid than what we were. Many of us are looking for something to hang our hat on, to grab onto, as a way of making us feel better. I mean, just look at how the gun sales are skyrocketing. And so now to call it the Chinese virus is a way to give people a hook, a way for them to channel their rage, to channel their anger, to channel their fear, to channel all that they're feeling right now, so as to deflect it away from our quote-unquote leaders who fell asleep at the switch. Please, my friends, resist this thing. Please speak up if you hear anyone using the phrase, quote-unquote, Chinese virus. Please think about the damage that this is doing right now to millions. I mean, we are talking tens of millions of Asian Americans Humans, like my daughter, who never hurt anyone in her entire life, and now is afraid to be out in public. I had to go shopping for her, me, at risk. I did it, of course, I love my daughter, no hesitation on my part. But th- that is that is how hatred puts other people at risk, not only directly, but Indirectly. We are afraid, I know that, but that is not the way to channel your fear by picking on them or other. When I come back, I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to have Dr. Kurt Nelson. He's going to talk with you about how to deal with your fear and your anxiety. He will tell you the way to deal with it in a healthy and proper way. Thank you, my friends, for letting me start the show this way. I'll be back in a minute. Brending electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, micro-needling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. Did you know there's deconstruction funding available now for homeowners and contractors in Hennepin County? If you are embarking on a remodel or teardown this year, consider hiring Better Futures Minnesota's deconstruction crews instead of demolition. By taking a house or building apart by hand instead of destroying it with heavy equipment, the materials can be reused or recycled instead of going into the landfill. It is much more cost effective and is a carbon neutral solution. Go to BetterFuturesMinnesota.com and look under Business Services to learn more. And we're back on AM 950, Ellie Krug, Ellie um, 2.0 Radio, um, and it's not just a, a really great song about, you know, we will always carry on. It w- we will, just as I said, just as I just said to you, okay? All right, well, listen, um, everyone, I have Dr. Kurt Nelson on the line. Dr. Kurt, are you there? I am. Thank you, Ellie. Oh, and thanks for being back on Ellie 2.0, Dr. Kurt. Now, we should just make sure all the audience knows that you're not, you're a behavioral psychologist, okay? You're not a, a clinical psychologist, but that's all the more reason I love having you is because you and I are both in the business of how humans react to things. Right.
1: Exactly, exactly, that's a good. good point
0: Thank so, you. so welcome and, um, and Dr. Kurt, you know, uh, listeners are familiar with you Because you've been on, you helped me celebrate our 100th show uh, just several months ago and, and I wanted to have you on Because, um, frankly, you're the, one of the smartest people I know But you're also incredibly great at conveying um, tranquility And a sense of of peacefulness for us, and so, and we need this right now. So, thank you, and and let's just let me just throw out the prompt, okay? And that is, we're dealing with fear right now. Why? Why? Why is the very first thing we run to is fear? Okay, and then, of course, we'll have the longer conversation about how our listeners should deal with that.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, so. it's perfectly rational to have fear because we are operating in a world where it's a lot of unknown. There is a virus that is out there that we don't know that much about that is causing people to be sick and many people to die. So it's not an unrational aspect to have a fear from this. I think there are a number of you know, truths about the fatality rates and a number of other factors that go into this that we're probably overhyping that fear. But understand, it is a normal reaction to be fearful, particularly because we just don't know. And that is a very terrifying thing for many people in any situation. And in a situation uh, such as this, it, it, it is really something that people just they they should not embrace, but know that it's a it's a it's a common reaction so.
0: well, and i you know, and I'm thinking back to nine eleven which you know both you and I lived through, and most of our listeners did, and of course we were we were afraid immediately after nine eleven because one of the fears was, are we going to have more attacks right exactly where will the next attack be? But as time went over, you know, i mean by two weeks in, we realized there were you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be another attack, okay? And we started to get less fearful. This is different, is it not? Because we just don't know what the end point is.
1: Yeah, right? and I think the, the part of this is is when is it going to end? As you said, we don't know the end point. We don't know the damage that is going to happen, both from, you know, the, the physical health being of ourselves, our loved ones, Uh, our neighbors, our community, but also then there's a a financial aspect of this, too, that it is driving some economic uh, instability and unknowns along that line. So we're being doubly whammied with this because we just don't have a good set to compare it to. We call it a a black swan event, right? So we compare things, we often compare things when we get into situations like this where there's... Aspects that are uh, frightening or unknown, and we look back to what we've we've experienced in the past. And and we haven't experienced anything like this. We've used elements of like, oh, it's like the flu or it's like this, but it really isn't. And so we don't understand it. We don't even have a language that we can really go to it. So so that's part of what is causing this fear, and it's part of, of why we're responding the way we are.
0: So, all right, so we've labeled it. Um, and everybody's like, okay, yeah, I'm afraid, but what do I do about it? So what, you know, I mean, there are obviously all kinds of strategies that people can employ. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are self-medicating, okay, over this. (laughs) I'm sure that there are people sleeping a whole lot as much as they can to escape. But what, what strategies do you have for us to deal about this fear?
1: Yeah, so part of this you have to think about it as a a element where it's this anxiety-ridden thing of stress because we're not sure what's going on. Part of that is driven by media, part of it is driven by, you know, our own fight uh fight or flight, you know, response that we have or freezing, which is another aspect of that fight flight or freeze response that we have. So I I think there's a couple things. First off is just just take a moment, take a breath, you know, understand that the this is this is this too shall pass, right? We will we will be go through this. But I think one thing we have to do is refocus, right? So we have to refocus where we're we're thinking and and not ruminate over this day and night. Uh, another thing is is to realign. So realign who you're listening to. Take a moment to say you know what? Instead of being on Twitter and following that, you know, nonstop twenty four seven, you know, limit limit, you know, digesting the news to ten minutes a day. Try to make sure that you're not just so hyper focused on this that it, it becomes all encompassing. You know, and then reframe. Reframe how how things are going. We're you know, we're in a, a world where we're self isolating, um and and we're we're physically isolating, and and just make sure that we're not socially isolating from from others. You know, people at this point, it's hard because we are social creatures, and we want that, we crave that social interaction, um, but it's hard to have now. So make sure that you're reframing how you're doing things and set things up that you, you you are going out and reaching out to people and you're talking to others and you're having that human connection even though it may not be physical at least get, you know talk to people, pick up the phone uh, you know there's Zoom and all these other the technology that we have today is actually one of the, the best things uh, of being able to cope because we can get on and FaceTime with people, we can stay in communication and connection with them at this time, which is so important about those human bonds that we need to have.
0: Well, you know, I had a earlier today, um, I emailed a friend um, and said, I really, I miss you. And I'm really sorry that we never had that lunch that we, you know, mm. said that we were going to get. And our answer back was, Ellie, next week we can do Zoom, and you can have lunch on your side, I'll have lunch on my side, and we'll just talk over lunch over yeah. with, with Zoom, you know? And, um, and I thought, that's really brilliant, you know? It really yeah. is.
1: Well, you, you and I are both members of the City of Lakes Rotary Club, and they're doing the virtual happy hour tonight. So, I mean... We are, we can be creative. We, you can go out and, and make those opportunities that, yeah, we, we used to do in person, but now we have to do virtually, at least for a short time. And those can help. Those can alleviate the fear. We, we're part of a community. We support each other. Those are vital things. Being isolated is, is bad for our health and it's scary. And so I think part of this Two, you asked about the beginning. What is some of the fear? Well, there's the fear of the unknown, but there's also that fear of being, wow, if, I, if, if you are alone or even if you're stuck with your family, that some people might find that fearful. Right? But um, <laughs> there, there are those opportunities for us to connect with others outside of this. So,
0: you know, I saw a Twitter post earlier this week. It was a man who said, sports are all gone. And there's this, um, this woman uh, sitting on my couch I'm told she's. I'm told she's my wife. She seems quite delightful. <laughs> well,
1: and, and again, I, I talked about reframing, right? And reframing this as an opportunity. I I have realized, you know, I have a 14 year old and a 10 year old, and you know, normal times after dinner they kind of disperse and are gone, right? We, we, you know, my wife and I are like, where'd they go? It's like, they didn't even take their plates off the table. Um, but but the past couple of days they've been stuck with us, and I've realized they're kind of sticking around more because i think they're they're craving that that interaction as well right. and and they're not getting it by going to school and being with their friends and so it's that personal component we ended up playing a game the other night you know we sat around and we watched some television together oh. uh, and and those opportunities to bond with your family like you said it's like who is this person next to me let's, let's you know have that opportunity to, to have some of that bonding that we so crave and miss and as a family you know particularly with teenagers we may not get all the time so you know reframe how we think about this as an opportunity to connect It, it may be in different ways but it's an opportunity to connect with those people um, and, and, and enjoy that just just relish that.
0: Okay, well, Dr. Kurt, we've got to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk more about strategies. I also want to talk about what this, what's going on with the president um, labeling it the Chinese virus. Okay, we'll be back. Okay. in a, All right, listeners, we've been talking to Dr. Kurt Nelson, the wonderful Dr. Kurt Nelson. When we come back from our break, we'll talk to him some more. Um, you're listening to me, Ellie Krug. If you like what you hear, visit my website at elliekrug.com. Particularly at this time right now, I have blog posts out there that hopefully will make you feel better. Thanks. We'll be back in a second. hi alex of better futures minnesota does your business or organization need janitorial services lawn care or snow services obtain a free no obligation estimate from better futures minnesota when you mention that you heard about us on am 950 our supervised hard-working and affordable crews will handle your interior and exterior building and property maintenance needs while you help men in your community transform their lives and walk on a positive path to success it's a win-win to learn more Go to betterfuturesminnesota.com under business services. Branding electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years, celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, micro-needling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, Lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. And we're back on AM 950 LE 2.0 radio. We've been talking with Dr. Kurt Nelson, a behavioral psychologist. Um, who has his own company? But Dr. Kirk, before we go any further, you've got a wonderful podcast that you put out. Will you talk about that, give uh, everyone uh, the link or the the place where they could find the podcast?
1: yeah, it's it's behavioral grooves, and so you can just go to any of your podcast things and type in behavioral grooves. We're on most of them. and and we are doing uh, we're starting actually, I believe today will be the first episode of a series. Uh, around the behavioral response that people have to uh, the coronavirus and and everything the crisis that's been going on, and trying to understand why we're responding the way we are and and what's going on with all of that. So okay, uh, yeah,
0: great. Well, Thank you. and you know what? You're oh, well, you're welcome. And you know, and I don't think that we can ever get enough information to talk about how we can deal with with our fear and our anxiety. Now, um, in a, before we took our break, you were you know, talking about how maybe people were self-discovering each other and, and that, you know, I call it making lemonade, an opportunity to, to make some uh, lemonade. Um, listeners, for those who are interested in my uh, blog piece of March 16th, I actually put out a number of different ideas on how to deal with what's going on. One of those was to actually, Dr. Kurtz, you remember this, people used to actually use ink and put it on paper. <laughs> and then write, th- write things to humans and then put a thing called a stamp on an envelope and then send it off. Do you remember that part?
1: <laughs> I, 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 vaguely. Something called a letter. I yeah, a letter or that, a note yeah, card. Yeah.
0: But you know what? I think that right now at this time, getting something from somebody that where they write and say, I care about you and maybe share a, a, a great memory or something like that, I think that that would be incredibly important about us staying connected. Don't you think?
1: I, I Absolutely. I think there are a number of ways of doing that. Those handwritten notes uh, just from my work with inside organizations about recognizing people are always some of the best types of recognition that you can get. And, and in this time, it doesn't have to be related to work. It's just related to people. You've taken the time and the energy and the effort to go through and hand, as you said, handwrite a note to somebody. That means a lot. Right. There's there's that element of effort that goes with that. Uh, It's not just typing off mail. It it takes that extra moment of thought and uh, energy and people really appreciate that. So in this time, I think that's a way of helping out others. And and it also helps you out as you're doing
0: it. Well, and it's such a granular, granular thing because you've got the note, um, you know, right in front of you and you can keep going back to it time and time again to read it. You know, because humans like to have that. We'd like to have something that we can oh, you know what, I wanna I wanna see make feel good again because somebody said that, you know. And so yeah. um well listen, let's now flip that a little bit and talk about how in this time and you know I'm a unifier, not a divider, um and but I, I do wanna talk about how our president literally it is the president. Using the phrase "Chinese virus" as a way of stoking, of stoking animosity. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you know, so he's trying to use fear in a way to, first of all, detract away from his um, failure to show up on this virus thing in a timely basis. But he's he's using it as a way to unify people. Can you talk a, a can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. Um, Interesting from a way of of looking at it, but it can be very painful for people. um, Different things. So, using that language is a element to say it's it's us, us as in Americans, and them as in others outside of us. And so, really painting this picture of of the other out there, And, and that causes fear. Right? We have we're tribal from an evolutionary perspective, we, we we form these tribes of people that, that we feel are part of our community and our family, and, and we we protect them, and we protect them from outside forces. And so when you start framing something as a Chinese virus versus, you know, COVID-19, which is the disease from it, or a coronavirus, or, or SARS-CoV-2, which is actually the virus that is, is being uh, out there that that's the one that causing all of this this problem and, and labeling it instead as, as Chinese virus. So what you're saying is it's their problem. They caused it on us. And so now we should, we should you know fear them or we should have anger against them. And I don't think that's a very positive approach. It may be unifying for some people within you know, the United States, but I think overall it is not a positive aspect of this.
0: Well, and not at all, and you know, and I have two Asian-appearing daughters. Both of my daughters were born in Korea. I'm an adoptive parent, you know, and my oldest daughter has been suffering as a result of this. I mean, mm-hmm. she has told me about an uptick in in people staring at her in public, you know, so much so that it's it's crea- it's affected her health, you know, and mm-hmm. caused her to be afraid to go out into some public places, you know, and and I just, uh, I, I mean. We, we as people can come together in such a more positive way than having to, to, to go to the fear thing, to go to the othering, uh, you know, kind of uh, pole star. And, but I, And of course, I mean, we could have this discussion for a whole different show about, you know, we've got to change the way the landscape here is in our country. Um, yeah. And, you know, and of course, one way to do that is through elections, um, you know, and so obviously that's November. Do, you know, and I'm, I'm going to throw a, a left curve at you here. Do you think it's possible that all of this um, is going to change the way we view our interconnectedness? You know, because remember, human behavior, we you just use the word tribes, you know, and we believe we're in our tribes and we're separate from our tribes from other tribes. You know, but in the reality, the people in power are being affected right now by the people who are at the lower, lowest end of the ladder, because those are the folks who don't have health care. Those are the folks who are going to work sick. Those are the folks who are, in, you know, who are spreading the virus because they don't have any kind of a safety net. What do you What do you think about that?
1: You know, I you you touch on a really important thing here, and, and what are going to be the lasting societal changes based on this, and so. You know, there's an element of social norms that happen that drive a lot of our behavior, but also how we think about things. And one of the potential positives of this is, you know, that we'll realize that we, you know, having separation from other people, that we really crave that separation. We need that, we, not that separation, we, we crave that belongingness. We crave that we need that sense of community. And, and that sense of community can come not just from our neighbors and different things, particularly in this, this wired world where we're connected, it can come from across the country. It can come from across the globe. It can come from people who have look very different than you. And I'm hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful that we realize that and that we, we understand that and that as we move forward, that may be a new social norm of, of how we, we think about things and we interact. The, the, The other aspect you talked about is, you know, the idea of, you know, those that have and those that have not and and the ability and, and maybe we'll realize that, hey, it's really important for everybody to be able to say when I'm sick that I don't need to go into work in order to pay for food and rent and anything else. And that we as a society go, look, these people are important, not only because of them, but hey that is a uh it benefits all of us because they're not out there sick spreading disease and germs uh and viruses that can impact everybody so hopefully again maybe some of those facets will come into place and so we won't go to restaurants that that don't have sick leave for their employees ah. We won't do that uh, you know for for different things or maybe it'll be a A a way of promoting that, hey, we give our employees, you know, sick leave, and so I'm going to, you know, go to that restaurant more often.
0: Well, you know, I think
1: there are some things that could happen from this.
0: And as you're saying that, you know, what really popped into my head, do you remember when there was the push about banning cigarettes in restaurants? When certain restaurants, you know, said we're going to go smoke free, and there were people like, oh my God, you know nobody's going to go, you know, nobody's going to come to your place because you're, you know, you're being dictatorial or, you know, my, my, you know, friend can't smoke or whatever. And the reality was people started flocking to those places. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah. So again, it may happen from a financial perspective because of the response that we're seeing and having a global, a a bigger awareness of, of this issue. So uh, again, you know, this is fearful time, it's a painful time, you can't discount that, right? It's real, it happens, but there are some glimmers of hope as we look forward, uh, you know, because this will end, there there will be an end to this, and and once we get there, maybe we can be a better society, maybe we can be a better world, and and that's what I'm hopeful for.
0: Well, Dr. Kurt, I've just got to tell you... um, you know, I, you're here on the show on very short notice, and I'm just so grateful for you yet again to come here to LD 2.0 and to talk with us to help reassure us about certain things. I just want to I want to thank you for that. No, well, thank you for having me. It's my, my pleasure. Well, okay. And uh, give us the last. Uh, they can get to your uh, behavioral grooves by just Googling behavioral grooves. Is that right? Yep,
1: and it's behavioralgrooves.com. We have a website out there. They can do that. Uh, you can always reach me at uh, on Twitter at at What Motivates, uh, and I'd be happy if anybody has any other questions. Be happy to answer them.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to start following you on that. Okay, and uh, all right. Well, listeners, we've been speaking to Dr. Kurt Nelson from Minneapolis. Dr. Kurt, thanks for being on Le2.0 Radio. Thank you, Ellie. All right. Well, listeners, this is great. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. When we come back uh, from the break, I will do my C-block. I'm going to give you some hope, a happy story about how two people cross the big divide. You need something to hang on to as you leave this show. We'll be back in a second. Thanks. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com.
1: If you're looking to save money on your home or building improvement project, check out Better Futures Minnesota's reuse retail warehouse in South Minneapolis. We carry salvaged building materials such as cabinetry, flooring, plumbing fixtures, appliances, lighting, and more, saving you money and saving the planet by keeping these items out of the landfill by giving them another life. Selections change daily, and we also take donations. Go to BetterFuturesMinnesota.com and look under Reuse Warehouse to learn more. Let us know AM950 sent you.
0: And we're back on AM950, LE 2.0 Radio. Um, I'll tell you, um, Dr. Kurt... Dr. Kurt Nelson, um, a stable voice in a time of unst- instability, um, and you, now you know why I wanted to have him on the show, okay? I mean, nothing more needs to be said. All right, I'm in my C block. I'm under a I'm much tighter window than what we have because we've been changing the way we um, hit our hit our marks on this show. But, um, so I just want to do a couple of things first. Um, I want to ask all of you, uh, please, if you, if you really want to be, if you want good news, if you want to understand how the world can be really good, how humans can get past fears, how we can be so good to each other, um, please, uh, subscribe uh, uh to my email my newsletter the ripple and you, and people love the ripple and and if and you can go to my website at com, go down the menu bar go to where it says newsletters you can click on this month's issue of of the ripple which just came out um uh, uh la- early this week and and um and then you can subscribe to it because there are good things in in the ripple secondly um I, i'm going to start uh, hopefully, uh, this week, uh, start doing Facebook Live or Zoom um, presentations uh, as ways of uplifting people who will follow me and follow my work. You, if you follow my work, you know that I, I deliver hope. I do. I deliver hope and how we can believe in each other. So just if you're not my uh, on a Facebook friend of mine, uh, just go to at uh, Ellie Krug on Facebook and you'll find me and uh, do a friend request and I'll get you on there, okay? And uh, so stay tuned for that. And I want to close out the show with a happy story, a story of hope, a story of how America can be at its very best. So – and if you – Go Click on my newsletter. Uh, you go to my website at illykrug.com, click on the newsletter. You're going to see this one of the stories I highlight. And I'm sure some of you have heard this about um, the Virginia, state of Virginia, congressional candidate, a man by the name of Kwasim Rashid, who, um, uh, you know, within the last month or so, got a message on his um, website, a message saying um, – uh, uh, "Quote: uh, We do not need your ilk in our nation. Period. Let anyone, uh, let alone anyone in a seat above street sweeper. Period." Unquote. Quasim um, is—he's a Democrat. He's running for Congress in the first district in uh, Virginia. The man that posted that is a man named um, Oz Dillon. And now Quasim. You know, he is um, born in Pakistan. He is the author of um, a, a couple of books, um, including a book about Muslim people and, and about um, the stereotypes that are wrong about Muslims. Um, and and he also happens to be a man with a good heart. Here's where the sto- This is the key part of the story. So, if somebody had posted on something hateful on a candidate's page somewhere, you know most candidates are going to just simply, you know, ignore it. But what Quasim did is he actually tracked down this Oz Dillon, and went to his Facebook page, to Oz Dillon's Facebook page, and yes, he saw other. Um, intolerant, hateful words that Dylan had been spewing. But he also found out that Oz Dylan had set up a GoFundMe page because Oz's wife had a very serious health condition and they did not have the funds. You know, we're talking deductibles and copays; They didn't have the funds to pay more than $20,000 in medical bills. And so what Quasim did was he um, actually went to the GoFundMe page Um, and donated $55. And then Quasim went to his 400,000 followers. Okay, I mean, this is a man who's running a really tight campaign in Virginia. And he he wrote to his followers and told them about Oz Dillon's GoFundMe page, and he asked them all to contribute to Oz Dillon. And lo and behold, his followers, the people that supported Quasim because he's got a good heart, because he's a good human, guess what they did? They all donated. They donated so much so that they raised... 20, 000, more than $20,000 for Oz Dillon so much so that Oz Dillon shut down the GoFundMe page because he said we've got our needs met but the story doesn't un- end there because Quasim reached out to Oz Dillon and said hey you're my brother in humanity and Oz Dillon said I didn't expect that I expected you to hate me and Kwasim said no I wouldn't do that the two men have ne- since met they've become friends And guess what? Guess who has a huge um, Quasim Rashad for Congress um, uh, uh, campaign sign in their front yard? Yeah, Oz Dillon does because we're good to each other, because we care about each other. I hope that story helps a little bit. A big thanks to my sponsors, Brendan Electrolysis, and to Better Futures Minnesota. A big thanks to my producer, Brett Johnson. Brett is doing Really incredible work. And so so are everybody here at the station. Chad Larson, who's running the station, trying to keep everything going. We need, please support this station. Please support this station because it is critical for us. And so, Brett, you're doing great work. And thank you for keeping me online. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting me and my work. And please, be good to each other. Believe in you. You have grit and resiliency. You will get through this. We all will talk to you next week. Bye.